wake up, time to shop. Hey everyone, welcome to Gearheads, the podcast where we talk about every single Richard Gear movie, big or small, great or not great. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with my co-host, Elise. <laughs> the second person to introduce themselves now introduces themselves as a ghost. As I wasn't going to do it. The first syllable was normal, then it overtook me. Ellie. She, her eyes it. rolled back. She like went three feet up in the air. It was really freaky. <laughs> As if this is a Halloween episode or a film even remotely <laughs> spooky. And it's like 95 degrees today. <laughs> Ugh, um, yeah. Uh, how you doing, Elise? You know, I'm okay. I'm pretty hot. But um, that's nothing new. <laughs> Catch my drift. Um, I start a new job next week. I think we talked about this before. But they sent me all the paperwork and they got my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they think my name is Elisa, which sounds about right. Elisa and I, sounds cool, though. And I she sounds like someone who like doesn't sweat. And yeah, you're right. Elisa is like I for a while I had a um, alter ego Camilla. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Camilla. Camilla was a pretty. Cool she was my, that's too. my middle name, and she was my salty um, alter ego. Anytime I was rude to my ex boyfriend, he would say, "Was that Camilla?" <laughs> okay, I don't have an alter ego. <laughs> um but guess what we do have we have a twitter oh yeah i don't know why i was so i don't know why i thought gearheads would be taken i know but you kept being like i don't know we'll try it and then you texted me and you're like we got the name and i'm like who else (laughs) who else would anyway um i it won't let me upload our photo right now i gotta figure out why but Follow us at gearheads g-e-r-e-h-e-a-d-s just like the name of this podcast um twitter.com it's probably the only social media we will have. Yeah, and we'll see about keeping those DMs open. They may close up real fast, so we'll see. We are, we are too private to be doing this. Um, <laughs> what have we done, and why do we insist on continuing? I had a pretty viral tweet um, last two months ago um, of the DMX funeral where he was his coffin was on a monster truck, and it got 3.7 million views. And Yogi, my husband, was like, how come you didn't tweet about the podcast <laughs> under that? And I'm, the thought immediately made me sweat thinking yeah, about like, because like, then people would listen people to people going it. over. Right. But then I was just was like that combo, like that Venn diagram of like big DMX fans and big Richard Gere fans is probably us. Us. <laughs> but I'm not even like room. that. Big of, I'm not even that into <laughs> either of them. And yeah, so you're, you're not into either of them. <laughs> get out of here i was gonna move on and then i realized what you said anyway um on twitter we'll be posting about the upcoming episodes um the dick pic of the week which is a picture of richard gear that i think elise hasn't seen yet so far i am two for two um and just any other random photos or clips that we want to share yeah so. sometimes we talk about things that are deeply visual as we're going through this so uh, i will try deeply to like, visual oh this is my second oh yeah of the episode uh yeah we'll just try to make it <laughs> two minutes fun... she's done two oh yes <laughs> one per minute i got a clock ticket a little alarm about to go off <laughs> yeah. but yeah that will be fun so check us out there follow us yeah like yeah. and subscribe let us know don't let us know if we don't don't let us know that you like it or just, or be just quiet. don't just shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> sit down 
shut up, shut up, shut up. Just kidding. We're kidding. We, we love anybody that, who listens yeah. to this, we are obsessed with you. We love you. Thank yeah. you for. And we probably would be fans and we can do a gear meetup sometime. Oh. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah shook her head. I just silently shook my silently. head. No. We'll do it at the Bedford Post Inn. <sighs> yes. Our um, favorite. Okay. Anyway, well, so the movie we're talking about today is Mr. Jones, which most of these movies, I have no idea what they're going to be about before I yeah, go in. It's I don't know, read the Based on the cover and the title. I didn't know that he was in need of help until way too far into the movie. Like how far? Uh, until he had to be pulled off the roof. <laughs> well, I think it, I think that's fair. Like it. I was like, he's not that good of a carpenter. <laughs> he's having to hit that nail too many times. And then it's like, oh. Anyway, so I was like, not ready for this movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say I had a real hard time making my way through this movie. Did you? I felt like it was kind of a drag. I felt like it was pretty sad. Yeah. I felt like it was rough to watch a therapist be so, like, commit so many um, violations <laughs> and crimes. <laughs> um, and also just such a disingenuous look at what a mental health hospital that's state-run looks like. Mm. Um, like, it just... But I loved Howard. Anyway... Howard is the hero of this. How, what do you think about Richard's performance? Hmm. I, that's going to have to, I'm going to have to share a little, I'm going to have to sprinkle that in because sometimes I thought it was very good. Sometimes I thought it was very bad. Hard to tell in this one though because <laughs> he's so manic at times that like, it's like, yeah. is he overacting or is he overreacting? Mm. Mm. I thought it was good. Like, I feel like we've, cause again, I was like bracing myself for it to not be good and then I was surprised many times like, He's pulling it off. <laughs> How's yeah. that happening? I feel like maybe we've reached a point where he's like hit a new level of like he's leveled up a little bit and he's like a, like a, maybe like a genuinely good actor. And for a while there it was like he's like got really good screen presence and sometimes he's really good, but he's also really cringy sometimes. And like because like this had shades of Jesse from Breathless occasionally, but it worked better <laughs> in this. I don't yeah. know why. It did have shades of Jesse. <laughs> shades of Jesse <laughs> by Elise Weiss. <laughs> um, it. Yeah, I feel like um, this is one of the more, I feel like up until this point, he's done either like romance or action movies, and this was really neither. Mm-hmm. And Or like quietly brooding dramas. Yeah, yeah. And this was definitely, I was definitely um He had to transform to this character. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but his performance was like pretty widely acclaimed, which is very rare oh. for him. There were still like one or two that were like, he can't do it. But I, almost everybody else was like, he's astounding in this. He's super good. Okay. I'll give it to him. <laughs> um, So, we start off, where are they? I, they're in san diego I, okay i was like is this san francisco i know i, I was so. confused i had to look it up because okay. i was like there's palm trees i yeah. can't remember if there's palm trees in san diego or san francisco i want everything to be in san francisco it's been on my brain lately i think it's because you went there and my friend like my old roommate moved there and i'm yeah. just gonna follow him wherever he goes forever and i've said i wouldn't mind living there so maybe this will be coming to you in a few years from san fran um <laughs> we're gonna be doing this for a few years I mean, we got to email him and be like, work more. Yeah. Work, bitch. <laughs> put out more. <laughs> he would have to put out, in order for us to do this for a few years, if we do once a week, he's going to have to put out like 50 more movies this year. I don't know if he's got it in him. 
Um, so this it starts off with uh, we're seeing two people head to work. Uh, Richard Gere. I feel and like this is you versus me in the morning, where it's Richard <laughs> yeah, Gere like feel good. Yeah, riding a bike. He's so happy. He's like talking to people <laughs> that he's riding past, and she's like hitting her sleep over and over again. And then she sleeps in and realizes the time and is like. Ugh. And truly, at the beginning of this, until he headed to his construction job, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be the therapist. <laughs> like oh. I thought she was like like a manic <laughs> yeah. like yeah. So, because um, she was just like, seemed very sad and having a rough time. And <laughs> again, I, you versus me, <laughs> cheerful and sunny versus. Is this a depressive until episode I walk or off is a this roof. just her personality? <laughs> um, we should mention that therapist is played by Lena Olin, who is very beautiful. Her hair yeah. is huge goals. I've only ever seen her in one other thing, and that is the TV show Alias. Oh, she plays spy mommy. She's the mommy, scary oh. Russian spy mom. Wow, I didn't know who she was, but she she did a good job. Um, it starts off with a song, I Feel Good. And I feel like so many movies start off with, like, I just want to count, like, how many movies start Seriously. off with that. Like, or, like, I guess have it in it, but I feel like also so many just start off with it. So That's very true. I wrote, Gear on a Bike, nice. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I was also like, I don't think we've ever seen him on a bike before. It's like... That's like a new vulnerable thing to see somebody in, and yeah. you never know how it's going to come off. And I wrote, ha ha, yeah, while riding a bike. And I was like, why did I write that? But I remember, like, in the middle, he's just riding, and then for no reason, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, for no reason. It doesn't go with the song. It doesn't go with, like, there's no one around. Like, he just screams it. So I was like, this is interesting. Um, the thing about riding a bike is if you try to have a conversation with somebody else, everybody around you can hear it. Yeah. I've realized that a few times at Prospect Park. When other people are riding, and then I can not hear when them we're screaming. riding, of course. But then I think about the things I've screamed to you while riding a bike, which is usually like, "It's up my butt," or like something that nobody else should. Hear. <laughs> Elise insists on riding a bike without a seat. <laughs> I just um, never mind. <laughs> so he shows up to a construction site, and according to my notes, Bill Pillman Bull is the Pillman. foreman. That's what. That's what I've always called, not always. Bull Pillman. Yeah, we talked about this on the Summer Bee episode, I think, but Chelsea and I in college, was us and our other roommate, one time one of us called him Bull Pillman on accident, that's so great. then we were just like, Bull Pillman, <laughs> and that's what he's always been called. Um, yeah, randomly, Bull B- Oh no. Bill Pullman is the foreman, and he, like, I thought he was going to have a bigger part because he's Bill Pullman, and he doesn't. He just, he's just the foreman. And like, he, he does very good. He keeps his sunglasses on the whole time. He's very handsome. He's very handsome. And he was, I read some trivia that was like, he, he wanted to be in the film, but he could only be, like, he wanted to be in it. He like asked to be in it, like, but just for a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, also, this is back to back movies with them together. Cause he, Summer's Bee was right before this. Oh my gosh. That, that was so long ago. I know. We did, we I did forgot. that episode like two months ago. Wow. But it was just the film before I this, who if you was don't count. That. It was Bull Pillman. Bull Pillman, the priest. <laughs> um, we also, I wanted to mention this movie is directed by Mike Figgis, who's the same guy that directed Internal Affairs. Loves a, loves a gear. Um, he gets good performances out of him. Yeah. They're a good team. Um, he says that he's a precision machine. And I get a little smirk. Um, anyway, he's he convinces Bill Pullman to let him join the work site and as a be, uh, be a carpenter so he's like, like okay and i was he's like very like, schmoozy yeah i was like oh he's a carpenter in this and then i was like oh no he's not he's <laughs> he, not a good carpenter. because he goes up and like like every other carpenter's like hitting nails in one or two strokes and like he's like taking like five or six and i'm like okay what's going on here um 
and <laughs> there's a man named Howard who's like being nice to him. Howard is the best. Howard, Howard, he asks, you know, Richard Gere's like, what's your name? He's like, Howard, what's your name? And then instead of answering him, he just um, imitates a jet, humps the air, and doesn't answer. <laughs> yeah, he's his vibes are off pretty quickly. Yeah, so it's like, okay. Howard is played by Delroy Lindo, who's like been in a bunch of stuff. He's in a lot of Spike Lee stuff. He was in Malcolm X. He, he was, was in, great. He was into Five Bloods. I haven't seen oh. that yet. But I know you have. Oh, get Shorty Crooklyn. Like he's he's fantastic, and he <laughs> I, like immediately he's just like I just want to work. I'm at work, and then this like weird white guy next to him won't stop being yeah. like, "What's your name? How many kids you got? I bet you got seven kids. I can tell." Yeah. Like he's just and and yeah, Richard's like very perceptive, and like he gives this guy a hundred dollars. He's <laughs> like, "I found this," and it, and I heard a little voice that said, "Like if you see a guy named Howard, give it to him." Anyway, there's planes flying really close by, um, and he climbs up onto, like, the high scaffolding of the roof that they're working on, and he goes toward the edge, and he looks like he's going to jump, and Howard, um, you know, goes and basically rescues him. He goes above and beyond. Mm -hmm. He ties a rope to himself. He talks him down. Like, poor Howard was just trying to have a day at work, and this (laughs) happens, but he is such a good, good, sweet person. Yeah. So, he gets committed to a mental health center this movie has so many really famous big actors that like do nothing in it i feel like that happened what's the last movie we talked about just last week um oh i gave him a really good score oh the uh miles from home miles from home (laughs) um that had the same thing where it was like a lot of really famous people doing almost nothing this movie kind of had that too like the director of the hospital is Anne bancroft who's most famous for being mrs robinson in the graduate yeah (laughs) and she like did almost nothing um but yeah so she she kind of says like the the premise or not the premise but like the motto of the hospital is evaluate medicate and vacate like get him in yeah. get a medication get him out of here yeah which is truly the motto of most of those institutions that i've been a part of in red states at least mm-hmm. um so he they think he has schizophrenia mm-hmm. and he is he becomes lena Olin's patient her name is elizabeth or libby mm-hmm. um and nobody knows who he is. And he, they're like, what's your name? Like, do you have anything? And he finally gets out the word Jones. So they just call him mm-hmm. Mr. Jones. And at no point in the movie does anybody learn his first name. Nope. Even though they become very intimately acquainted, mm-hmm. it's still Mr. Jones it's the whole Mr. movie. Jones. And I don't love that. Nope. It's, it, yeah, it felt wrong. Um, and then he gets out, right? Or does he escape? He, no, he gets out. He gets out. This is before like he goes to court. Day. Yeah. Yeah, because Lena, between that, we see Lena Olin, the doctor. She is at home. And we just kind of see, like, she, like, her ex-husband comes over and she, like, really, like, kisses him a lot. And then it's like, I'm just here to pick up my stuff. Here's my new girlfriend. Who is mm-hmm. Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks, by the way? Twin Peaks ads. <laughs> Who killed Laura Palmer? Um, <laughs> I was, like, staring at the Empire State Building as I said that. Like, <laughs> Very intently. <laughs> Like the woman who is married to the Eiffel Tower. Did you see that TikTok I sent you? No. Oh no. <laughs> Can't three wait. Minutes. Oh great. Love that new feature. Um, um so we just kinda see like she's lonely and she's got her own issues. Yeah. Definitely. Truly. Which I think that's what people always say about I mean, everybody has issues, but I feel like oftentimes people who work in mental health have the reputation of having very messy interior lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the next morning she's at work and Mr. Jones is leaving. Mm-hmm. the hospital and they run to each other run into each other and he is like super flirtatious with her and um i this is at this point i wrote woof his hair 
And then the, what I decided about his hair in this movie is I don't always want to look at it, but I do always want to touch it. Ew, no. <laughs> Imagine it being pulled into like a little tiny ponytail in the lower like back. Like I picture it being kind of like sweaty and a little bit too light. I, it's so it's thick. Long. It's so but thick. But when it's this long. But like, because sometimes when it's on his forehead, bad. But when it's pushed back, I don't mind it. I don't mind a little bit of retro hair, but I do, <laughs> like I said, I would always like to touch it. I do not always want to look at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And that's like, go for most things that are trickier um no comment so he gets out he goes to a bank he withdraws all of his money he flirts with the bank teller and then he takes her on a wild date susan um they go to a piano store and the second they walked in i was like there's no way going to play he's getting out of here without tickling some ivories like yeah he and he did like he played some you know yeah yeah he walks in and looks at all the pianos and he's like look at them they're women's bodies which is something i've never heard i've heard that about guitars i've never heard that about it's kind of like my body (laughs) i'm shaped like a piano a grand piano I also was like, this is not fun for her. Like, what a fun no. date. Just, like, watch me play songs on the piano. And then, like, they go to, like, a hotel, and then they go to a symphony, and while they're at... And he's just so hyper. He, he goes to the bank and takes out all of his money mm-hmm. in cash, and is just, like, dropping hundreds everywhere. He goes, hot dog man, here's a hundred bucks. Ballet yeah. guy, here's a hundred bucks. Like, everywhere. He buys her a new dress to yeah. wear to the symphony. Like, yeah, he seems like a lot of fun. He's He seems like a lot of fun, but he has, like a really crazy energy as a, like it gets like a very hyper energy definitely i mean manic yeah is the word and they get to <laughs> the word of the day um they get to the symphony and he runs up to the pit what's it called stage? The stage yeah and he starts trying to conduct the orchestra yeah, he runs up on the stage they're playing oh to join he's like they're not going fast enough so he's like yeah. <laughs> and just i mean he's brimming with joy he's very yeah. happy He's yeah. not self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so then he gets recommitted to the hospital that he With, was. Like, restraints. And they make him they, uh, take a, like, a sedative he shot. Keeps, and he, he keeps, keeps saying, like, it's like, careful with my boots. <laughs> my new boots. <laughs> and in the last movie, we did, he talks about his little boots. <laughs> um, but he's, like, he's calling it, like, champagne. Um, and then we see him go to court well before that though i feel like this was a kind of an interesting insight into him because you don't like you're kind of like what is this guy's deal you don't really ever see him at home until Mm -hmm. later um and he he mentions like i've been in and out of hospitals for 20 years like i know what these medications are where does he get his money i don't know yeah that's a good question um well maybe he was a successful musician before sure or like in his better periods um but anyways, he also says it's not because they say something like, we think that you have, I think now the correct term, like they call it bipolar disorder. And back then, I think they were calling it manic depressive disease. And so he says, it's not a disease. It's who I am. And I like who I am. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. sedate him. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's very like telling of his character. And yeah. then he goes to court because he has to, they want to commit him like fully to the hospital and um he has to like defend himself he's defending himself basically say like i know what they're wanting to do and i know why but do i seem like i like he's very like centered and calm yeah he's and collected. like i have a big personality like i just that's how I always, i'm a kid i've always been a kid like have you ever seen me depressive what makes you think i'm manic depressive yeah. i just i'm a big personality i'm fun i'm a fun guy he yeah. really turns up the he like charm. really schmoozes the judge um and he gets off and then he's leaving the courtroom and the therapist what's her name tibby 
Libby. Libby. <laughs> um, oh, did you read the books Betsy, Tacey, and Tib? No. Hmm. I'll have to look into that and see if it's real. <laughs> into whether or not I've read them. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> um, and he's like, come on, give me a ride home. Come on, give me a ride home. And she gives, and she, like, this is like the first barrier she breaks. Like, well, first of all, she screams shut up at him. Yeah. Well, he's being kind of annoying, but also like, aren't you used to that? <laughs> Right. Something about him gets under her skin. Mm. She, so she screams at him, and then she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, can you give me a ride home? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can, I'll forgive you if you give me a ride home. And then she's like, I'm really hungry. Let's get buy me lunch. And like, and she just keeps giving in to like mm. all these boundaries I immediately. Wrote, he, she, yeah, she'll say no for like he a second. He started giving her a massage. And to be fair, if a man started giving me a massage, I probably would let most men. I'm always <laughs> I in love need. love a massage. Always in need of that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also was like, why is she charmed by this? And then I was like, he has pretty privilege. Because <laughs> if he weren't hot, she would just be like, thank you, sir. I think I'll call a cab for you. But instead, she's like, I guess I'll give you right home my convertible. That's so true. Thank yeah. you. Because like, if he was like, I don't know. I'm trying not to not shame anyone. <laughs> if he looked like me. If he was me, a toad, yeah. <laughs> if he looked like me when I've done the Snapchat filter that turns me into a man. <laughs> She would be like, no thanks. Uh, they go to the beach together. His little boots get wet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when she drops him home, oh, he mentions like he has lithium. And he's like, I take this. I've been taking it forever. It keeps me stable. He throws it away <laughs> yeah. as he walks into his apartment building. Yep. Um, he goes back to the work site for his tools. And the guy's like, oh, Harold has, or Harold is there. And he's like, I took him home. So do you want to come over and get them? And then Harold like has him over to family dinner. Harold's the guy that helped him off on the roof. Um, he is such a sweetheart. He's such a sweetheart. Howard, he like has right? him. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yes, I put Harold, but then I okay. put Howard there. Okay. It is Howard. <laughs> sorry, that's the same name to me. Howard. He like lets him hang out with his kids. Mm-hmm. At one point, he's just wandering the house alone. I guess because like one of Howard's kids is doing his math homework, and Richard, J- Mr. Hey, Jones, what you just shows up. He's like, "What you doing? Can I help you with that?" And then he like, doesn't help. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would never. I would never a walk around someone's house like that. Like, and I also I would never let someone walk around my house. Yeah, like, like he just stands in the doorway and he says, "Hey, kid, yeah, what you doing?" And the guy's like, "Gee, Mister, can you help me with my homework?" But he has pretty privilege, pretty privilege. in all situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so then why does he end up in the hospital after this? Um, a depressive episode hits. Okay, and that's the first time we see it. And Howard, how does Howard? oh it happens while he's trying to help the kid with his homework because he, oh, there's yeah. like a thing throughout where he can do math problems really fast yeah yeah and he's having a really hard time yeah, doing it and so yeah. then he just kind of starts to be like Ugh, and then it hits and then I'm like at dinner like yeah howard's yeah. concerned and so he calls libby and is like that's right because he's like i think he had mentioned before who his doctor was yeah and so he calls her and, and he so then <laughs> see him being showered and the guy is oh, singing a, yeah. a song and i would strangle someone if they were singing yeah. a song it was like we shower because it makes us happy and we make sure we shower so we are and like richard is just like sitting there as like this man showering him he's yeah. like you can sing we can do it in a round and i'm like i would murder this guy under the best of circumstances i know like i i don't have bipolar disorder but i do have like depression like you know straightforward depression mm-hmm. and then when i'm in one of my worst states i would i would the worst <laughs> thing in the world is somebody trying to be just like Come annoying on, and smile. cheerful it's like something my mom does and it is the worst <laughs> thing so i commend him for just yeah. having to sit there completely naked the like that that made me so itchy to watch yes. that scene yeah um 
and let's see so yeah he's very very depressed he's very down um they're doing there's a lot of things going on in this facility like yoga or stretching and like painting and he's just kind of sitting through all of it they have these like therapy sessions where they like try to work it out with movement and like they become objects and (laughs) he's just like they're like what are you and he said an erection (laughs) and then the scene just ends yeah he's not having it he also does one-on-one therapy with libby and she tapes it um howard comes and visits him on a family family visit day which is howard is an angel i want to see a movie about howard yeah like this he was very sweet character um we learn he's been in there for a month mm -hmm. and then howard returns a hundred dollars and he's like it's the weirdest thing like this guy told me to give it to mr jones again nobody knows i don't think we know his first name no we don't the whole time um and then during family visit day um there's a man whose wife didn't come visit him and he starts to like get very upset about it and um libby is alone in the hallway with him and he starts to strangle her and attack her and so richard gear steps in and saves her yeah and she is then like oh you you saved me (laughs) and then she's like she already was kind of i think just weirdly not i mean who am I talk of? I would be too if it was Richard Gere, I guess. But she's but like your whole career, your whole career. I know from the beginning because she's been doing this for like twelve years or something. She's not an intern; she's a pro. And but from this point on, she's definitely. And then she's like, he's playing piano alone in a yeah. room, and she just like watches him through the window, and she's hooked. and it's like okay, so like it's hard. Like I okay, so I worked with troubled youth, troubled like basically I worked at a halfway house at one point for kids that were like getting out of prison was this in Idaho mm-hmm. and then before like they could go back home or go into foster homes and like these kids had done some like pretty atrocious things like just short of murder <laughs> um but pretty much anything else and so um we like had to keep a very close eye on them it was basically like a enclosed facility that was kind of looked like a home but um they there there's like so many boundaries because they're kids and because they're criminals and because they are also need to be protected from themselves and from other people that you just like can't cross and sometimes like they like are very sneaky or like they because most of the kids like are just so difficult to talk to when there is a kid that like you like can talk to and like have like an actual conversation you're like wow like i think i'm seeing improvement Mm. and they're like can i have like another cookie it's like oh maybe you could Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. like so i was trying to like think of it like you know there's probably very few people that she can even like have like a a fun conversation with that she like works with and she does so she kind of like fell into like i don't know it's like i I can yeah i can see how it would happen and and to be fair the movie does also treat it as a big deal that she does this stuff it's like it's very wrong that she's doing this and also like she's got stuff going on at home like yeah breakups are hard like (laughs) people do weird things (laughs) and um also like she has like I don't know, a coworker who seems very interested in her and she's not. And sometimes when people are interested in you and you're like, why is nobody like, why are the people that are interested in me not the type of person I am? Yeah. Then like when somebody that is interesting comes along, it's just like, oh my gosh. Like you can yeah. definitely see how it would happen, but it also is just like, don't, don't yeah, right. get him assigned to somebody else immediately. Right. Yep. But then I'm not going to see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah he's now he's just starting to get super irritable like during ping pong he was like being <laughs> okay. really annoying but i wrote hospitalize me i had the same reactions he did because he just like he kept losing and it just, I've, a lot of those should have been his points and they were like no that's my point and like the guy that was keeping score was really annoying so he was just getting really frustrated like 
in ways that you would normally think it in your head and perhaps not shout at the sure. person. So like, sure. again, things are kind of off. And we learn that he is refusing to take his meds. Yep. Um, and then during this time to... No, this isn't when the, the woman dies, right? No, that's later. Okay. She loses a patient, though. Oh, yeah. No, that... Like, she loses her... Like, she goes to a different um, therapist. Yeah. At some point. Um, yeah. He also... So Elizabeth goes to him and she's like, Libby, she's like you need to take your medication and he says i need my highs like i'm a, i'm an addict i'm addicted to them and i so i'll take my chances on things being low because i need the highs i don't want to just be in this m- weird yeah. middle ground where i don't feel like myself like and then we learn because we know that he's a um not a magician <laughs> a musician right yeah. we learned he went to a music school this woman named ellen has come up a couple times well we was, found out about his, her because the bank lady comes by well, and mentions that he mentioned a woman. Yeah, and he's know. also mentioned her in oh, therapy. Okay. And he says, like, she was his girlfriend in music school. She died. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he was a child prodigy. And he's like, I'm not normal. I've never been normal. And I can't live down here anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I said, she touches the hair. I knew she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> um, yeah, but so then Susan, the bank teller that he took out on, like, a wild mm-hmm. run on the town shows up. And she... He's like, I heard he was here. He's wonderful. And the therapist basically confirms that he's there and then says, you know, I can't tell you if he's here or not. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell, she, I feel like she's like a little jealous because the yeah. girl like tells a story about like, we were both naked in the tub together and the therapist is like, hmm. And she's like, oh, I guess you just had to be there to think it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this girl mentions Ellen again. So Elizabeth is like, okay, I've heard this name before. I'm going to do some research. So she like does research. She goes to the music school and is like, tell me about Ellen. So then in therapy, she brings up Ellen to him and he is, he's mad about it. He's like, what are you stalking me? She died from trapeze. She died from getting run over by a hot dog cart or whatever. Um, But she's like, no, isn't her name Ellen Smith or whatever? Like she knows her last name. And so then he's like, like, she died. And he's like, she's like, she left. Yeah. So it turns out Ellen's actually alive and married and has kids. Also in the scene, he's wearing Burks and socks. Oh, I didn't notice. (laughs) What do we think about that? Um, I like it. <laughs> um, he kind of throws a fit, though, and checks out. Yeah. In the rain. In the rain. As leaves in the rain. As soon as he leaves in the rain and she follows him, I'm like, they will be kissing. Yeah. It is raining. Yeah. And she follows him, like, into the woods. Um, into the woods. In the- <laughs> and, then, um, and they're just screaming at one another. And then he gets very close to her and grabs her hand. And then they... Yeah, because she kind of confesses feelings. I think this whole time, like, based on the look on his face when she says, like, you can't keep doing this because you're going to, like, you know, kill yourself and I will have a very unprofessional, like, it will leave a very unprofessional hole in my life. And he's like, oh. Mm. Because I feel like the whole time he's been flirting with her, blah, 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 but I don't think it had ever occurred to him that she would ever. Like, has feelings for him. Yeah, until she said that. And you can just kind of see him be like. Oh, Um, and then he he also talks more about his whole thing where he's like, when I'm gone, like when I leave somebody, it's like they're goldfish, like they're dead. Yeah, it's a goldfish method. I get a new goldfish. Not bad. (laughs) It's one way to cope, I guess. Um, They make out, and then uh, it fades to whatever, and it goes to the next day. He's waiting for her at the Coke machine, which I was like, ideal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's like, they're out of Diet Coke, but I went to the machine next door and get some <laughs> with some ice. Pitter patter, pitter patter. <laughs> but it's okay, at this point, she does go to her coworker who has a crush on her, and she's like, "I need off the Jones case. I slept with him." And he's like, 
Um, so he has to be transferred to like a whole other hospital and he causes a scene outside her door. Um, and she feels really bad uh, about the whole thing. And then it's only going to feel worse because the woman that got transferred from her or that transferred from her originally or earlier um, has ended up committing suicide. Um, and they show that scene at the house. It's very sad. Yeah, so she's like um, watching the video. Really sad. That, that girl. girl's a really good actress. Yeah. Um. This. So she's going back. Yeah, and rewatching video of therapy sessions with that girl, and then she watches some with Mr. Jones. And there's a clip where he is like, says to her for some reason, like, "What would you risk it all for?" And then she goes and resigns. So I guess the answer is she will risk it all for Mr. Jones. Which is like you don't know anything about him, really. Yeah. Like. This isn't. It, it, she's insane. Like she. She she's, needs to. Yeah, maybe slow this down. Re- resignation is probably a good idea. She needs to take a sabbatical. Yeah. And re- take some ethics classes. <laughs> she. Um, yeah. She resigns. She admits. Like. Yeah. Uh. And then he, meanwhile, he's stealing a motorcycle. <laughs> he does a really good job of. Mm-hmm. He's like goes outside this place and he's like eyeing this motorcycle the owner comes out and he's like yo dude 87 yeah what kind is this oh cool can i like can you put the keys in and turn it on i want to hear what it sounds like and then he like sits on it and it like it's this happens at the beginning too where it's like oh this guy's very friendly in a way that like i wouldn't appreciate but people are just like that and then it like at some point hits a level where it's like okay now this is past social norms and like we're getting a little weird so that's when he like hops on the motorcycle and just like bounces around and it's like okay but like still technically if i'm a nice person i can't tell you to get off and then he just drives it away and then as he's driving away somebody says to the guy that looks like your bike (laughs) or like he has the same bike as you um and he goes to see howard howard is the best um he wants Howard's his tools back and Howard's like trying to bargain with him and be like, I'll give you the tools back, but like stay for lunch. Yeah, he you tries know, like, to like lure him inside. Doesn't work. He leaves and he goes back to the original work site and he climbs the roof. And Howard calls the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Howard is, Howard in this movie is the number one boy. Number, he's our number one boy He's our today. number one boy today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... He's on the roof and there's a plane coming. He's on, he's with those little boots of his, he's (laughs) inching towards the edge and she arrives. And she still is being like, Mr. Jones, like I can't, you just quit your career for this man and you don't know what his first name is. Right. Um, And she climbs up the roof and the plane's coming closer and he's at the very, very edge. And it's a very, it's a good scene. It's very scary. It's very scary. He's very high up. Um, and the plane's getting closer and closer and he leans into it to fall and he doesn't fall he doesn't fall he and then he kind of seems to snap out of it once the plane leaves and then he wipes drool off his face (laughs) (laughs) which i i can relate to yep and then she kind of like gets him to climb he actually he just kind of by himself climbs down he scoots back to by the way she's afraid of heights so the fact that she climbed on the roof is like she really Mm -hmm. cares about him so he scoots back to her and he just says like i wanted to fly so much but i can't and then they just like snuggle on the roof. I was like, he's healed. The end. The like, end. and that's like that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> there were parts of this that I thought were good, and I actually fully expected it to be really offensive portrayal of somebody with bipolar disorder. But I don't actually feel like it was. I feel like it was uh, empathetic and tried to be accurate. I read a lot of things about how he and the writer and director all went and like observed people who have the disorder and were just trying to like be accurate and yeah and especially i mean now like we're living in this like very cool age of um mental health awareness and acceptance and um visibility and like this took place in the early 90s when there wasn't that yeah you know and 
I feel like there wasn't really, I mean, some terms were outdated, but not yeah. even like offensive. Um, yeah. And I feel, <laughs> so I know, I feel like I'm like, every time I say insane, I'm like, wait, I can't say that. Like, anymore, <laughs> like, or like you know, so like I've even like slipped up and this movie did a really good job at like, I don't know, like obviously some things are outdated because they, things have just, you know, been, we, it was we like 30 years anymore. ago yeah. and things in Ugh. science and medicine changed. I know. I don't like it either. 30 years ago. I was like, no, it was the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I thought that was really, really great. Um, as far as his acting goes, okay, I'll I'll get I think he was better than not. Okay. Um, I think he was more good than he wasn't. I just had a hard time telling like <laughs> what was like I mentioned earlier, overacting and what was overreacting. Like what was his character overreacting? Mm. So um but I think given what we know about him, he like took everything very seriously and probably did a very good job. Elisa's just tapping her fingers and it's no, making me stressed. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> she's literally like, she's just like, tapping. Uh-huh. I want you to say bad Give things. Give him a good score. Say bad things, please. He's, well, he'll get a bad a bad thing on my <laughs> little rating. Yeah. Um, okay, do you want to hear some trivia? You sounds like you looked up trivia yourself, too. That was the only thing I really looked up, yeah. Okay, yeah. What was? Um, about Bill Pullman, oh. like, asking to, like, if he could, like, jump in real quick. I love Bill Pullman. Um, okay, so... Directed by Mike Vegas, as mentioned, who is the director of Internal Affairs and a bunch of other movies that people like <laughs> that I've never heard of. <laughs> um, but they re- he ran into problems with the producer. Um, well, first of all, Richard Gere was an executive producer on this again. I feel like there was like wow. th- around this era, he was like producing. He's like, you know, what? I'm going to get into the producing game. But then I don't think he does after that. I mean, we'll hmm. see, I guess. But that's kind of maybe he has some finances to take care of. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he maybe he was like gearing up to gearing ah <laughs> to divorce Cindy Crawford. Yeah, he knew that was gonna... <laughs> like uh, Zootopia. No, uh, Zootopia. Madagascar. Oh, and a marriage yeah, story guy. No back. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's Madagascar. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. And then another thing before I get into the like behind the scenes issues, Michelle Pfeiffer was going to play the Lena Olin part, but she had to. She did Catwoman instead. <laughs> Solid choice. Yeah, I, I feel she like she was like very much like well known for that role. Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. I think she made the right choice. Yeah. Um, okay, so I I loved the the more I dug about this. The more I dug into this, the more I dug about it. (laughs) Like I found a Vimeo page that is Mike Vegas's Vimeo page where he like put an excerpt from the director's cut of this, like a 20 minute excerpt and like a little comment about it It only has 997 plays and two likes. I feel like I hit some like underground (laughs) world connection to him. This was his caption on this um, excerpt from the director's cut, which was mostly scenes that were in the movie, but they were like longer and filmed a little bit, like shot a little bit, uh, I don't know, cooler <laughs> and like a little bit m- more wild, I guess, a little grittier. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he says, this was a very tough film to make. I fell out with Hollywood producer Ray Stark. Oh, des- despot? Despo? What does that, that word means like butthead basically, right? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. We're going to Google this word and how to pronounce it. D-E-S-P-O-T. Tyrannical. <laughs> okay. So he calls him that. Ray Stark. And he made it his business to screw me and the film. I stuck it out for as long as I could. A lot of abuse. Finally locked out of my edit room and the film recut and reshot by committee. But wow. this from my cut, I loved. 
amazing long steady cam shot, which unfortunately psycho editor Gabriella Cristiani <laughs> felt compelled to cut into. We haven't spoken since. Oh my gosh. Uh, quality is not great, but it's watchable. Mr. Jones gear is having a fully blown manic episode and loses it at a concert of Beethoven the Ninth. So that was interesting to hear it like from wow. his, He's from his like, lips. This was not how I wanted yeah. to be done. And and I have more about that. Someone had, uh, The Guardian had gone to some sort of festival where Mike Vegas was talking about his movies and stuff. So they, at one point, I guess he said, he's never known when to keep his mouth shut. And so someone's like, can you have some examples? And so he's like, sure. And so it says, <laughs> yes. He, and he like just unrolls <laughs> a parchment. He says, he told us the story of the making of the 1993 film Mr. Jones about the relationship between a man with bipolar disorder played by Richard Gere and his doctor. The executive producer was the legendary Ray Stark, whose Wikipedia entry starts, Ray Stark was an American film producer and power broker known for his Machiavellian ways. <laughs> um, he interfered with everything Figgis was doing. Eventually, Figgis told him to F off. Oh, wow. Did you just tell Ray to F off? Asked a shocked colleague on set. You'll pay for that. Uh, however long it takes him, he'll get his revenge. And Stark Scary. did. I know. After the film's first preview, Stark called him into his office. Well, I've seen your film, Mike, he said, and it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you have two choices. You fix it or we fix it for you. Wow. Figgis left it to them. When he saw the final film, it bore no resemblance to the one he had made. Test audiences stated that they liked gear when he was manic, but not when he was depressed. So the studio simply got rid of his depression. Which tracks, because there's very yeah. little of his... Like, they have, they, just enough to show that, like, he is a manic depressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just to be like, yeah, sometimes he gets sad. Um, Figgis said he sneaked into a final preview with gear. He had by then been banned from the lot. (laughs) So he had to sneak in, and they watched the film. At the end, an expectant gear turned around to him and said, what did you think, Mike? Figgis said it was awful, and gear was devastated. (laughs) So sad. Number one sad boy. (laughs) And then basically, Mike Figgis is just like, when you work in Hollywood, there's a social contract and you have to do it if you want to succeed. And I didn't do it. Like, there's unwritten rules about, like, don't talk crap about the producers and you do it, you're in trouble. And so he said he was screwed after that. But I just thought that was interesting. Wow. And, like, from the mouth. Wow. The mouth of the man himself. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting. I have some, like, some thing that was talking about, like, movies about mental health. And it was, like, on the list of movies. And they said, if you can see past the movie's insensitive tagline, everything that makes him dangerous makes her love him even more. It's actually a very insightful oh. look at bipolar disorder. Why is that the tagline? Every- yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not even, there's not much of, like, a cat and mouse game between them. It's pretty much instantaneous. That's t- like, it just doesn't. So, like, that that was just totally, like, a, to get, like, a romance crowd in. Yeah, absolutely. And like this, okay, the Chicago Tribune calls it a film with a clear center and fuzzy edges. And I feel like that's so perfect because it is like what you're doing, talking about bipolar disorder and the depiction of it is actually pretty good. But like, what's the plot? (laughs) Right. What's the plot? What are you doing? I don't know. It just, and so knowing that like it's not even what the director wanted makes a lot of sense because. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That Um, makes sense. And then I wanted to read, I loved, I love Roger Ebert. you sure do i love him and so i wanted to read what he said about our friend richard he said gear is the right actor for this role he has always brimmed with cocky there we go yeah with cocky self-confidence he projects the sense that he can talk anybody into anything he could have been a con man instead of an actor in other movies he's used his charm in a conventional sense to make friends seduce women to get his way but gear has always been a risk taker as an actor and in Mm. mr jones he's like a magician revealing his tricks he shows you how he can turn up the heat and turn it down again that's great 
That's really great. Yeah, people in general, for once, <laughs> thought he did a good job in this movie. Elise is sitting agree. up very straight right now. <laughs> number one boy. Our number one boy. <laughs> Ooh, that's wow. great. So anyways, um, that was a lot of me reading. Sorry about that. No, no, it was all good stuff. Um, well, good deal. Uh, so what would you give him in terms of a Silver Fox rating for this movie? Scale of one to five Silver Fox rating. I think, I mean... I still like uh, <laughs> 3.75. That's putting him exactly with final analysis and power. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, okay. I'm giving him a three. <laughs> oh, that's way better than I thought. Yeah. Like, he's very, minus the hair. He's like, he's, he's pretty handsome. You don't like anything about the hair? You don't like the color? The color's fine. I don't like anything else about the hair. You don't like the thickness? Nope. You want nope. it to be thinner? It looks too thin, in my opinion. <laughs> too thin? Yeah, when it's that long, it looks too thin to me. There's so much of it. Nope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is where we part ways forever. Do you want to... Let's do bingo. Okay, bingo. Bingo was his name. There was a farmer and a dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, free space kiss. Yep. He even a kisses wet. a random woman on the street. He does, toward the end, yeah. <laughs> And she seems pleased with it. She's yeah, not upset. She's not upset. You should be. Don't let random don't men let men kiss give you, on you the massages. Street. I mean, not don't let. But if if a random man kisses you on the street, it's it your is fault. your right. <laughs> <laughs> you were asking for it. No, it is your what right. Were you wearing to be upset about it? Mm-hmm. Um, steal someone's girl. No, he steals psychology's girl. <laughs> yeah, he steals her job. <laughs> he steals someone's job, career, um, shirt off. No. Yeah, when he's being oh, showered. Oh, showered. And the guy's seen. Saddest. Yeah, yeah, that's the saddest shirt off yet. Definitely is. Um, Physical fight. Yeah. He. The, well, when he kisses that woman on the street, her husband comes after him. Doesn't he, when he pulls that guy off of her? No, he just talks him down. Yeah, he's very. He, but he's that like. That was cool, too. he's being restrained. Because when like, that no. guy is attacking Libby, he very much tries to talk him down. And then as they're going after him, he's like, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Like, he's an yeah. advocate for his fellow patients, which is nice. Um, character's kind of a dick. I mean, really. he's like not a great guy to hang around with, but I don't think he's a dick. I mean, he is a dick when he steals a motorcycle, I guess. Yeah, but, okay. But, that's but kind a lot of, of that is like, behavior. <laughs> it's his disorder. Yeah. You know? Hard to say. We're going to leave that one <laughs> okay. unknown. Um, sex scene. No. But I was kind of mad. I'm like, why is this movie rated R? What's the point of it being rated R if you're yeah. just going to like mention later they on? They said the F word twice. I said it a bunch of times, I think. Oh. <laughs> when he would like, be in one of his episodes and yelling. Yeah, that's true. It came out a lot, but... Yeah, at least um, just wants at least just wants romance Harlequin romance novels. If you're gonna if you're going to elbow in a romance plot that doesn't need to be there, I want discussion <laughs> of members, please. Um, Hector Elizondo was no. not present. Lives in an unrealistically nice place. No, no his apartment realistic. is completely empty. Yeah, the windows were pretty though. Yeah. Where's his little frameless glasses? No glasses. Elise has already seen it. No, no. this was a non bingo. Sarah's already seen it. Nope. Nice scene with kids. Nope. He oh, interacts with he the kid, but the it's map. not very. It's yeah. It's when he's and then it's not very nice. Yeah, and then when he's like leaving for the last time, he's like, "Hey, what's this divided into this?" And the kid's like, "I don't know." And yeah. He's back with his watch, and he's like, "Yeah." So it's like, okay, I guess fine. We'll we'll give it because there's not very eh. many. Yeah. And doesn't relate to John Travolta. Nope. Temper tantrum. Yes. I don't know if you can call it that though. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, plays an instrument. <laughs> boy, howdy. <laughs> boy, does he. Oh, boy. And that's it. Yeah. So not, not too heavy on the bingo. No, not too much. Is there something that you're going to take away from this movie for next week? Are you going to get some little booties? <laughs> I'm going to get some little boots. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to yell not the boots. Actually, I was kind of like, should I get cowboy boots? <laughs> I can see no, it. Too hot. It's too hot. Um... I'm going to have an inappropriate relationship with a mental health provider. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> That's really good. Oh, I didn't even think about this. Um, oh, how the tables have turned. I'm going to sing a little, I'm going to make and sing a little shower song. <laughs> You're going to shower myself. Yogi? Yeah. You're make him like, what are you doing? There? Nope. We are going to sing this today. <laughs> yep, I'm going to yep force that upon him. So love it. Yeah. Um. Great. Well, what is next on our list? Are, are Your you eyes doing, got so wide. I always forget to look at this ahead of time. Are you going to do a dick pic? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. This week's dick pic, which will be up on the Twitter. Okay. Have you seen this photo before? No, I don't think I have. Again, though, I do want to reiterate that I don't spend all of my free time just okay. Googling Richard Gere. You did just show me a picture of Richard Gere and <laughs> Harrison Ford. But I, that was two names <laughs> together. It wasn't just Richard okay. Gere. I Googled the two of them. Do you want to describe this photo? That. I feel like I've seen ones around it. Do you want to describe where yes. the last button is near his navel? <laughs> okay, I would like to describe this photo. This is a very young Richard he's Gere. He's very, he's a 20s baby. for sure. I think he's holding a cigarette. He's wearing like a light wash pair of high rise black jeans. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a completely different wash of blue denim shirt. <laughs> Bold. A button up, like a Western style denim Is button. it buttoned up though? However, <laughs> there are no buttons. I think there is one button button, but it's tucked in. <laughs> so all the buttons we can see, the only buttons I can see are his belly button. Oh. <laughs> Actually, Ayo. and a bunch of other buttons that okay, aren't right, buttoned. Right, but, um, that's good. It's a lot of chest. It's a lot of peck. Mm-hmm. A lot of ab. How's his hair? His hair is great. His hair is very dark. It's dark. It's dark. It's kind of tall. It's a little messy. He's standing in a parking lot. I like it. <laughs> great. All right. I'm three for three, baby. Wow, you're good. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's buttons, but it is tucked. It's tucked and like put together <laughs> in the center. <sighs> yep. <laughs> um. All right. What's next? Next week. We will be watching Intersection. Have you seen this one before? Yeah. Ooh. A rewatch. Rewatch. At least just had a <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, well, I'll be cutting anyway. that out. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I'm excited to watch Intercession. No, Inter interstellar interstellar i'm just kidding it's not interstellar oh. <laughs> that's a chris what is no. it yeah it was intersection like, intersection okay well i for well, one am excited to watch intersection <laughs> me too um and uh i hope you have a really great week everyone thanks for tuning in Bye. bye